Hey guys, welcome to the second episode of the Matt and Shaheen podcast. Welcome back. Uh, firstly, massive thank you for your awesome feedback on episode one. It's really is much appreciated. So thanks for getting in touch um, with us on that. Had some great pointers from you guys. Uh, on this particular episode, episode two, uh, we'll be covering off uh, ZeroCon, which is coming this week, which we are buzzing about. And we'll also have a special guest, Glenn Foster, who is the director of partner sales here at Zero. So firstly, before we kick things off, how are you, man? I'm good. Uh, I'm so excited that we're on to episode two. Yeah. Um, we've doubled in the number of episodes we're doing. Have yeah. you realize that? Insane. 100%. <laughs> we've doubled in size. No, um, yeah, just to reiterate what Matt said, thank you everybody for sharing, sending feedback, telling us what, what you liked, what you didn't like. Um, we got some really good questions as well on how we can improve the next few episodes um, and what ideas you wanted to hear from us. So really, really appreciate that. Mm. Um, today... As Matt said, with the interview with Glenn Foster, we're going to pick his brains on what his experience has been like with ZeroCon in the past, what he's looking forward to this year, and uh, what we're going to be looking at um, Zero doing in 2019 and what to look forward to. So super excited about that. Um, I guess to you, Matt, what are you expecting this week at ZeroCon? Good question. Good question. Naturally, this is our first ZeroCon, so yep. um, we're going in, well, I said we're going in blind. All I've heard up until the last six months, really, is from my partners, from the colleagues here, how insane ZeroCon is. Yeah. Um, it's not your normal convention. It's more like a party, is what I've been told. <laughs> um, but there's going to be so much good content there. We've got, like... Uh, over 70 of our add-on app partners, which is going to be awesome to see. Um, about 3,000-plus attendees as well. It's going to be insane. Uh, what am I expecting? Um, I personally, I'm going to be a sponge for two days or two yeah. and a half days and just try and soak up as much as possible. There's going to be so many good insights, um, not just from the keynote speakers, but in the breakout sessions. And, yeah, just networking with people. People are brilliant, and it's just great to speak with them and get their thoughts on what's going on in the industry. How about yourself? Yeah, man. Just heard so much about how it's like mm. a great festival vibe. Yeah. Everybody's like high on energy and yeah. really enjoying like all the, the knowledge that they're soaking up. The two things I'm looking forward to the most. So number one, putting a, a name to face on all of my partners oh, that yes. I deal with on a day-to-day basis, right? Like it's always good getting on the phone and learning about their businesses and the challenges they're facing. Um, but putting a name to a face, having a pint at the ZeroCon party, just learning a bit more about each other. I'm really looking forward so to valuable. that. Yeah. And uh, second thing is just learning about all the cool new stuff we've got. Up yes. our sleeve, right? Like, you know, um, at the uh, the famous Apple conventions when yeah. they do those big announcements and yeah. everybody's like, woo! Yeah. I can't wait for that yeah, when yeah. we do some some big, big, big announcements. Yeah. No spoilers. Um, no spoilers, <laughs> no spoilers. Not that we know what's going to be announced, but uh, that is going to be fantastic. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, so we've also got Glenn Foster, like you said. Looking forward to having a chat with him. Yeah, he's a pretty knowledgeable guy. So he's been with Zero for over eight years now. Started in as like a, I think as, as senior account manager. I think when he joined, just worked his way up to being our director of partner sales. So he's got some great insights into not just Zero but the industry as a whole. And of course, he's been to uh, ZeroCon since the second year, uh, as we'll find out uh, his inception in London. Um, so we'll hear all about his experiences um, and how the convention's really grown uh, in stature. Um, over the past few years, so he's got some uh, yeah, great thoughts on that, which I can't wait to uh, can't wait to get to. Yeah, and hopefully uh, you're probably listening to this podcast on your way into ZeroCon, yes. or you know, on your train journey, or on your flight, or in, on the taxi, um, or on the tube. So uh, hopefully this is going to get you revved up. Uh, Glenn's got some uh, really good tips as well on how to get the best out of ZeroCon. Mm. Um, so I guess without further ado, uh, here's Glenn Foster 
the director of partner sales at Zero. Yep, here we go. So we're here with Glenn Foster, director of partner sales here at Zero. Glenn, welcome to the podcast and thank you for joining us. How are you? Thanks, guys. Really, really good. Happy to be here. Awesome. Great to have you on board. So ZeroCon kicks off tomorrow, or pre-ZeroCon with the Uni Day. How are you feeling about it? Buzzing, actually. I think yep. it's going to be the certainly the biggest ZeroCon we've ever done. Uh, seeing 3,000 people kind of transcend down to, to Excel. It's going to be immense. So yeah. really, really excited. Totally. What's uh, what's different this year compared to previous years? Like what, what in particular has got you really excited this year? Um, like other than just the sheer volume of people coming and, uh, <laughs> and it was kind of instills a little bit of fear as well. Um, I think there's just loads going on from a technical perspective. Mm. Technology is really, really moving forwards. Like we know MTDs on the horizon, and we're really keen to support our partner base through mm. that. So I'm just excited. I think we've got a load of great announcements. Actually, it feels good from product actually this year. So I'm excited to be able to, uh, and the rest of the team to be able to tell everybody exactly mm. what we've got coming up over the next few months. Awesome. Now, of course, you've been with Zero for a number of years now. You must have been uh, from... Did you actually attended the first ZeroCon from Day Dot in the UK? Well, so I didn't actually. I got oh. a pass because I was on honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so the, the one person in my life that could pull rank over Gary actually pulled rank. <laughs> um, and, and we were away. Um, so I mm. remember actually sitting uh, sitting on a, a beach hut in the Maldives, actually like following it on Twitter. Wow. Um, wow. Whilst trying not to get caught. Ah. Um, so so I didn't. Yeah. Um, so that was I did do one in New Zealand about a year before just yeah. so we got a bit of a look and a feel yeah. and there was mm. back then like 1500 people and that's where you really started to see like the buzz and the, and the network well, I think like seeing that got mm. us really pumped for like making zero cons just immense in the UK like that partner network and how yeah. people come along and they really kind of get engrossed in the in, in the culture I think mm. that we have internally here mm. but also like take take that out into the, the partner community it's just enormous yeah, yeah. So the one that you went to in New Zealand, what year was that? Do you remember? So that would have been probably twenty, probably twenty twelve. So probably yeah. the January or February before we rolled our first one out at ICAW in, in September. So yeah, going back what six seven years. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And I guess so. Not to be competitive or compare, but as a salesperson, I inherently ha- am. How are we, or what do we do differently from New Zealand, or better than New Zealand in some ways? Yeah. Um. So I'm not too sure. We- like we do it better. I think that's what's so beautiful about Zero, right? You can liken it to, and mm. this is a really rubbish analogy, but you liken it to a Big Mac, right? Everywhere <laughs> you go, a Big Mac kind of tastes like a Big Mac. Like that's what you pay for. <laughs> Whereas with Zero, mm. and you see this as you go around the world, I've been lucky enough to visit some of the other offices. Like the people are are the same, right? They mm. live and they breathe the culture with the business. They love yeah. small businesses. They love like what accounting firms do and how we can innovate. So mm. well, actually, I don't think it's that we do anything better. I think it's just everybody mm. tries their best to do everything world class yeah totally I think that comes across when you look at the pictures from like the Brisbane Zero Con everyone's just absolutely psyched and when we see the pictures we're like oh that's awesome we're so like glad they're doing like so well you can just see everyone's just so enthused yeah. uh, in yeah. this company it's just a great place to be yeah you see that around the world right yeah. like, you know that like the guys in Australia and New yeah, Zealand yeah. in the US will be like following our Zero Con here yeah. we do the same over there yeah, yeah. yeah like, there's a great buzz and I think what's nice is we get to take that buzz out to the to the partner community mm. to people and we've got equally as passionate Zero partners as we have Zeros yeah mm. What do you think has changed in the last few years? So I know you, you mentioned what you were excited about this year, but how yep. have you seen it progress year on year? Volume is one thing, but you know what, what's changed in the years that you've seen ZeroCon come on and on? Yeah, so I, what excites me is the volume of app partners. So I think we look at we look at it now, and you can we'll be able to walk around the expo hall, and you'll see like so many more UK based app partners. Mm-hmm. Whereas maybe five six years ago, they were like you had Receipt Bank, um, but then most of the other app partners were 
Australian or, or Kiwi and they'd travel over for zero car and then they'd pack their bags and they'd they'd go back and they might yeah. have the odd person in the UK. Like now, like most of these businesses, they've got like a UK team supporting like UK firms and UK businesses and there's like app partners like growing up mm. and developing some of the best and biggest app partners we now have like are based in the UK. Like look at payments and things like Go Cardless, mm. TransferWise and things like that. Yeah. There are like big businesses integrating with us and helping us deliver a great experience to our partners. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So what do you think, what value do you think ZeroCon has brought to the industry in the UK? Yeah, so, yeah well, so it's a tech conference, right, rather mm. than an accounting conference. Yeah. So if you come along wanting to get, like, mm. CPD credits for, like, accounting stuff that you would go to the institute for, <laughs> yeah. ZeroCon's probably not the right place. Yeah. Actually, if you believe in mm. the digital move and you d- believe in technology, then ZeroCon's absolutely the right place for you to attend. So that's mm. that, that's how we look at it. Um, it's delivering a service, I think. And if you look at businesses these days, it's difficult to be able to say that every business isn't a digital business or technology mm. business because it exists in, in everything we do. Mm. So having a conference for people that do really value technology and how they will use it in their firms, I think is huge. And I don't think there's a certainly not a network in the UK that delivers that message great because mm. we're a tech business. It's kind of what we do. Like mm. we'd be we'd be rubbish at delivering a lot of the other stuff yeah. that some of the networks do but technology yeah. like, that's our thing that's our baby and we can deliver a really mm. great conference based on that mm. yeah I can't wait yeah I'm so excited yeah. so of course this is our first ZeroCon yeah. and um, all we've heard is just all our partners talk about it all the colleagues here talk about it so I'm just so excited can't wait to get to London and just kick it all off tomorrow really with the registration yeah. what we don't tell fun. you is all the hard work that's involved <laughs> try, try standing up for like, yeah, two yeah, and a half yeah. days and being on your yeah. feet constantly <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah you'll get cotton mouth your hips will ache your knees yeah. will ache yeah. all those parts of your body you never knew could ache just from standing up will, will ache but you'll, you'll have a great experience yeah, yeah. I, I've been in exhibition based businesses before where we've done like big conventions and the adrenaline just gets you yeah. through it it's yeah. the absolute adrenaline of like you know, seeing people that you work with on a daily basis, like putting names to faces, the energy of the place, like it just lifts you to a different energy level that it that takes you forward for those three days, I think. So mm. I think that, like, counting on my adrenaline to kick in at some yeah. point and just take me through the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> totally agree, totally agree. So we'll just put um, put ZeroCon to one side uh, and start with you. So tell us about, like, where you started, how you started uh, in, in your career. So, yeah, look, so... I've been in the accounting software industry for coming up to 15 years now. Mm. So I started off actually looking after sole practitioner firms for an accounting software company selling like compliance tools. Um, and that gave me a really good grounding and a good passion, I think, for the industry. Like getting to talk to like one-man bands and people with maybe a couple of staff where efficiency was so important to them because they mm. don't have lots of other people to do the work. They don't have the time to have multiple products doing the same job. Um, so that was a great grounding and then throughout a couple of roles I got the opportunity to work with like firms right up from national accounts like right through to those to those smaller firms Mm. so that was great and then the zero opportunity obviously came up about eight years ago and um, having that coffee with with Gary like like, actually it doesn't undersell it so it kind of changed my life like Mm, I got the opportunity to then not only work with accountants that were like looking to do things better and Mm. use technology to, to innovate actually get involved in what small businesses do and there is no i think there's no better market in the world if you want to feel great about what you do than helping a small business become successful Mm. which is why i think it's like such a valuable job that accountants do and so Mm. rewarding because like your client bases are 
like mums, dads, uncles, yeah. aunties, like mm. people just trying to do the best for their families and build great businesses and have yeah. something to either hand on to their children. Um, so it's such a, a great industry to be in and having the opportunity to combine the two so closely and with a product like Zero. and as soon as I had that coffee with Gary, like kind of I remember walking out and finding my, uh, my wife-to-be, I think, at the time um, and saying, I, I wasn't too sure at the time, I went for coffee to find out, but this is going to be huge. Mm, yeah. right? It's yeah. going to be immense and I just need to get on board with it. So yeah. I left being fairly blasé about I've got a job and I'm, I'm quite happy and um, and, and, and uh, I'll go and have the coffee because it makes sense to, oh my God, yeah. this, like, this is going to be amazing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's kind of where, where it came from. That's where it led me like to zero in the last eight years of kind of working with partners, hopefully re- mm. recruiting our first few getting up and running um, and then some of those partners that I remember like signing up and talking to like eight years ago are now fully digital they've got yeah. all their mm. clients on the platform like some of them are running their businesses in different countries some yeah. have, like doubled or tripled the size of their team yeah. Um, so yeah this is, it's just really nice to be able to see that success of firms totally. through the age definitely so I actually look after some of the partners you looked after <laughs> Sorry about back that. in the day no 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 no, no. It, it's only good feedback they love yeah. dropping it in there guys oh I looked after I, I, was, I looked after by Glenn uh, back in the day and it's like <laughs> a uh, it's almost like a, a medal of achievement like a, me- a medal of honour <laughs> that I looked after by Glenn a few years ago so um, yeah that's pretty awesome How- Interestingly enough, I mean, you talk about like dealing with those firms that maybe Matt's dealing with now. Like, how do you think the conversation is different with them? Like, what mm. kind of nuggets of advice as an account manager did you deliver to them then, which would be different to what we work with them today, for example, considering the changes in the industry? Yeah, look, I think back then the cloud was in its infancy to a certain degree. Like, mm. A lot of the conversations we had were around, is it secure? Is it really a thing? Yeah. Like, what's what's going to happen? Um, so it was about giving people comfort and actually mm. like success for us and for the firm back then was to run a pilot of mm. like, let's get some clients and let's let's try it and see how it works when like pick your friendliest clients and let's let's give it a go mm. and actually we'll come back in 30 60 90 days and let's review how it's worked for you mm. now i think that most firms have recognized that like there's not really another route forward other mm. than the cloud at the minute like desktop software exists mm. and that's kind of fine but for accountants that want to work closer with their clients, you just can't do it as easily mm. with a desktop product as you can online. And if we talk about collaboration and wanting to deliver advice to your clients, like the cloud's the only real route that mm. you've got for that as far as we can see. Um, so that that changed from being, let's run a pilot of a few clients to every year it gets more mature mm. and we see firms then wanting to do more. So now mm. it's actually, they come to us and they say, yeah, I've identified the clients that I want to move over and now mm. it's not five clients anymore it's yeah. like x amount of clients but also we want to look at how do we put in zero's practice management or mm. what app should I be looking at right now like I want to create a digital firm mm. and actually I want to get there relatively quickly and that's why partner consulting became so important mm. like three or four years ago because it was like we got to the point where firms were saying I want to go faster I want to go faster yeah. and I want you to help me do it and we were like holy crap yeah <laughs> Uh, actually, uh, people really want to be going quicker mm. than we can support, and then hence partner consulting kind of was created. We called it enablement at the time, um, and those guys then were designed to go out and help firms through that transition because mm. without that support, it was going to be really difficult for them to to move over. It mm. just took them longer than it would want. So I think they're the big differences, right? That we're now like we're at an age where like businesses setting up now will be wanting cloud they'll be wanting online access actually they don't want just web access they want an app on their mm, phone it's yeah, that yeah. simple like, you know if time if you have to go onto a 
like browsing and try and search for a company and look at them on your phone. It's like, oh, this is like yeah. a better thing to do in my time. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, and you guys are younger than me, so you're likely to be less patient than I am. That kind of stuff, it's just like we, we get inherently kind of lazier as you go yeah. forward. We, just want, we want it there and then. Yeah. Clicking yeah. that app is, mm. is important. And I think they're just the changes mm. that we've seen. Um, which are huge for, mm. for the accounting industry, for small businesses, because now like you, we always talk about accountants never having the ability to deliver up-to-date advice. And mm. that's, like, that's true. Like, desktop software is so difficult because you're always reliant on the client mm. delivering you that information. Now with the cloud, your bank feeds feeding that data in there. Like, don't get me wrong, it doesn't. It's not all automated yet. You have to. You, know, you still got to go in and do some mm. some work, and you still need the client to do to do their little bit. But it's much easier now to be able to gather that information from the past so that you can then deliver really good mm. insights about the future. Mm. Mm. Um, and before that was so difficult; you were so far behind mm. that you just couldn't deliver those insights that would be useful. Yeah. Now they yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. One of the one of the conversations I had with a colleague here at Zero was around. Um, now I'm on the cloud. Now what? So yep. the conversation was around, um, you know, maybe eight years ago, um, a client or a partner could be having a USP just by being on the cloud. Mm. Now firms that are arriving in the cloud are asking the question, what next? Like th there has to be a different USP now to simply just saying I'm a cloud accountant, yep. right? Because everybody should be and everybody, ma the majority of the industry is um, looking into cloud accounting. But what do you think some of those like USPs are that will differ firms in the next like five years as opposed to just being on the cloud? Yes, so I think the big one we saw a few years ago was like it wasn't good enough just to be on the cloud. It was the service that you delivered off the back of it. Yeah. So actually if you continue to deliver a similar service that was maybe heavily compliance only focused, then you were struggling because some firms wanted more information. Actually they wanted some um, some guidance. And I know there's some good stats come out at Xericon from a survey we've done of 1,500 small businesses, mm. um, actually asking what those businesses want from their accountant. And there's some quite like scary stats in there about the number of businesses that would recommend their accountant or the number of businesses mm. that are looking to change. So I think you really had to figure out how you used cloud technology in a way that allowed you to deliver a better service rather than try and use it in the same way you used your desktop software and mm. just looked for a badge on the website to say, hey, look, we're a cloud practice, we've got zero, we've got X product, whatever it is. Um, now it was just about how you deliver a much better service off the back of that. As we move forwards, I think that this whole kind of app ecosystem type stuff becomes really important. I don't think it's about accountants necessarily suddenly becoming like app advisors or, or tech gurus because you can't suddenly mm. click, click your fingers and be that. But I think what is important is if you think about what's valuable for your small businesses and things like, well, how do you get paid quicker? So, mm. for example, we know that businesses that use online invoicing with a payment gateway get paid typically 21 days faster. Mm. And if you're a small business, it's like, oh, wow, like, yeah. my account got it's me, uh, uh, they get me paid three weeks quicker than mm. I was getting paid before. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I want as a small business mm. from my accountant. Uh, compliance is fantastic. I need that, and I don't want to do it, and like, I'll happily pay an accountant to do mm. that to know that like, I'm not going to get to jail for not, not yeah. filing a tax return on time or, <laughs> or my numbers are accurate. But what I really love and what mm. I rave about and what I tell all my friends about is that I'm getting paid three weeks faster. Yeah. You know, that now I don't have to spend like one weekend a month like shuffling through paper receipts and i got time to spend with my, my family and my friends and things like that. That's the kind of stuff that makes me want to tell people about my accountant service mm. rather than necessarily the, the compliance. But we shouldn't sniff at that because the compliance is absolutely critical to be able to do the rest of that stuff. Yeah. What, what do you think is different nowadays for somebody 
graduating with an accounting degree or an accounting and finance degree and looking to get into the industry? Yeah, I, I think so. What firms are looking for these days is different, right? It, like, it feels like it's all of the other stuff before, like the technical nous and the technical ability that a good accountant has. But it's those, and I don't really like the term, but I'll use it, the softer skills, right? Like the, the empathy, the ability mm. to sit in front of clients and have mm. conversations. And, and if the technology is going to automate a lot of the data entry and make that as simple as possible, won't remove it all, but if it can remove like a, a vast majority of it, then what you get to do is spend more time with clients. Like actually just having conversations, helping them grow their business, like just spending that time with mm. them, delivering the advice that's critical for them being successful. I think that's what then you start to look at. So whether it's like you go the university route or whether you end up coming out of school after A-levels or college um, and end up kind of training as an accountant at that point, I think like, we see good examples of both and there's arguments of why you should do one route and do mm -hmm. the other one. It's not really for me me to decide. Um, and we've seen loads of great partners in accounting firms who have gone through both routes. Mm -hmm. um, but it's definitely those like those softer skills, that, that empathy, that ability to have conversation. Mm. I think that we'll see that next wave of accountants. And in firms, we're seeing people now, that, like, actually there's non-accountant people in accounting firms. Like, like 10 years ago, you were you were a partner, a manager, an accountant, or a secretary or a receptionist. There weren't any other roles. Mm. And now we see accounting firms with app people in there. So actually they've got app integrators within their firm. They've maybe got a HR mm. advisor. I would see firms with solution architects or developers who are like building stuff and actually mm. within a firm. Mm. And they, it's not the big four anymore. There's lots of other yeah, firms that absolutely. have got those kind of skill sets within them. Like we see people doing credit control. Like there are lots mm. of other roles in an accounting firm that didn't exist before, which I think mm. is great because if we believe, and we absolutely do, that the accountant is a trusted advisor and the small business is always going to go back to their accountant, for this advice why would the accountant or why should the accountant be just referring that work off somewhere mm. else like, i want to trust you i like if you if you can handle my hr issues i'd rather that we did it and you had that and you charged me a fee to deal yeah. with that mm. um mm. so it's i think we'll see accounting firms move away from like i'm trying to get my term right here like from being like accountant firms and actually they're small business advisor mm. firms like actually that you can get a whole raft of services through your accountant is more than compliance and what you would have deemed i guess in the past as their core kind of advisory services yeah some really interesting points there really interesting point it's all about finding that usp right because ultimately there's always going to be someone who's going to want to be able to do compliance cheaper it's all about finding that niche in the market that's something different that's going to set you out from the crowd so yeah, i think you yeah. find that like often you think that businesses are like price sensitive yeah and i think you're only price sensitive when you don't really realize the value that you're getting yeah and like, if it is just a purely compliant service, mm. then you may find that some people do disappear off somewhere else because yeah. it's fifty pounds, hundred pounds cheaper. Mm. Uh, might not be the case because even just with compliance, you can deliver a great experience. Mm. If all you're doing is a set of accounts and a tax return for a small business and mm. don't want to pay lots, then mm. you can still deliver a great experience with that. Um, but I, I don't think everyone is necessarily like price sensitive. Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. One of the things you mentioned is um, when businesses tell their friends about their advisor I think that's key right because for anybody working you know whether you know as an account manager at zero or whether you're the accountant like putting yourself in the shoes of a business owner and saying what are the key questions that I need answers to and where would I go to get them um, like putting yourself in that shoes and then positioning your firm around that can be quite powerful to unlock that value over time so yeah some really interesting points so with MTD around the corner what does uh, 
2019 look like for Xero? Uh, so we need to deliver MTD functionality <laughs> to start with. I think it's um, this is really difficult, right, to look but so far in the future. Mm. There's a there's a famous Bill Gates quote, right, that goes along the lines of I think we over we underestimate we overestimate the change that will happen in the next two years, but underestimate the change that will happen in the next ten. And I think that's a really mm. critical quote. So is the world going to be a completely different yeah. place in two years? Very unlikely. Mm. Will it be somewhere that we can't even comprehend how it looks in 10 years' time? Probably so. Is um, And I, I love that quote because that really highlights it. Just actually like look ahead 10 years and the world will be a different place. So why should we not start thinking and trying to plan towards what we think that might mm. be mm. right now? We know we need to deliver the short-term stuff, so MTD out the door. And that's like the software bit's actually the easy bit, right? Because at well, some point, and we're heavily into kind of beta testing now, and you'll find more out about it at Xericon, at some point, we're going to click a button or flick a switch, and hey, MTD will be live and, and exist. The bigger challenge, I think, for accounting firms is if you've got X amount of clients on unsupported desktop software or spreadsheets mm-hmm. or manual records, it's making sure that you've given yourself a long enough run-up to moving those clients over. So working with the partner consulting team here and just making sure you've got a plan. Like actually, it's like, let's get one of those guys in, let's get them on the phone, mm. just let us work on a plan with you to get set up for next year. That's critical. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to share with anyone that maybe we haven't asked you the right questions or anything that you wanted to just share? With no, look, the only bit yeah. of advice I give anyone for Xericon is like, take the time to knowledge share. All right? yeah. So chat to the person mm. next to you in the auditorium chat to the person in the coffee queue it's really like easy right and we're british so we kind of just sit ourselves one seat away from <laughs> from everybody whereas yeah. if we're in the us we'd all gather yeah, gather yeah. together and have a good conversation but try and be american for a couple of days or something like go and talk to a lot yeah. of people share your knowledge but mm. also take theirs because like the zero network is the friendliest and most open to sharing that mm. i've i've ever seen um, we see that we run partner lunches around the country we've got a zero advisory community out there um, like we got loads of stuff that just like really demonstrates that people are open to sharing their experience. So make the most of Xerocon because it is the biggest collection of tech savvy, forward thinking, modern mm. accountants, certainly in the UK, probably in Europe. Um, so yeah, just invest, invest that time and getting the most that you can out of like two whole days out of the office. Awesome. Yeah. That's some great advice. Love it. Perfect. Thanks On so that much. Note, yeah. Thanks so much. Really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks guys. Awesome. Thanks. Cheers. So that was our interview with Glenn Foster. I hope you got some great insights from there, some great nuggets in there, which I'm sure you can take and utilize at ZeroCon. Um, So I guess wrapping up, thanks so much for listening to episode two. As always, please give us your feedback on social media. You'll find me on Twitter at MattLucasTweets. And you'll find me on Twitter at at Shaheen Budrani. So S-H-A-H-E-E-N-B-U-D-H-R-A-N-I. That's uh, that's a mouthful. Nice Um, But, uh, yeah, please do get in touch with us. Let us know, again, what you loved, what you didn't like, Mm. what you want us to cover in future episodes. We're amalgamating all the feedback that you guys are giving us, and hopefully the show is just going to go from strength to strength. Um, Thank you so much, guys, for listening today. Yeah, 100%. And also, just let us know, you know, guests you'd like to hear from. We don't want to hear it all. You know, we're just in in our infancy. Uh, Give us as many nuggets as you can. We know we're open to all suggestions. And if you see us at ZeroCon, come say hi. Yeah, 100%. Look forward to it. Also, look out for our post-ZeroCon thoughts and potentially some debrief on our big announcements coming up. So that's something to look forward to later on this month. Sounds exciting. Sweet. We'll see you guys then.